Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves the experience of cracking them open or you love the convenience of no-shell pistachios like myself, Wonderful Pistachios is the perfect healthy snack for when hunger strikes. And there are a bunch of tasty flavors to choose from too, like honey roasted, smoky barbecue, jalapeno lime, and more. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Sirius XM Radio presents, in conjunction with House of Athlete, I Am Athlete Tonight. Welcome to I Am Athlete Tonight. It is magnificent, marvelous Monday. And guess what? You're stuck with Auntie Chantel Trimeteer. I am in the building. And guess what? I'm not even going to do a long introduction for my guys on here. All I have to say is 15. Number 15. Mm. NFL, number 15. Who do you think of on I Am Athlete tonight? Of course you think of Omar Kelly. 15 (laughs) years covering the NFL down in Miami. He's in the house with me. Oh, yeah, we got another 15 in here. Uh, They call him Brandon Marshall. They call him CEO, pastor, uh, teacher, uh, garbage disposal man. Anything you need him to do, he is on it. And I am so glad to have the fellas in the studio tonight. How y'all doing? What's up, Auntie? I've never heard anybody as excited for a Monday as you, Auntie. Right. I mean, you got to, but then y'all came in like it's Thursday night at the Jazz Lounge. <laughs> how you doing, Auntie? <laughs> what is that, Brandon? I, mean, I just didn't like how you, you know, you te- I felt like you was teeing me up. Uh, the whole 15, 15, 15 thing. Right, right. Omar Kelly. You know, so somebody got to keep you humble, Brandon. Yeah, I mean, come on now. Auntie got to keep you humble because, you know, you've been, you look, you played in the NFL. Y'all know. One, you get all the cameras on your intros, you know, all the, the great announcers introducing you, especially like when you play in the big games, right. you, you get to introduce yourselves on the Monday night game. Brandon Marshall, wide receiver. And then count, sometimes you guys don't. Okay. Yeah, 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 I'm really, saying you don't even tell yeah, you don't props. even talk about your college. You talk about right. your high schools. Like, How you feel about that, auntie, when you see players not talk about, you know, or highlight their college? Oh, I would do it too. Like if it was me and and they introduced the WNBA, I'd be like, uh, Chantel Trimeteer, Dr. Trimeteer's womb. (laughs) (laughs) Why? That's where I came from. That's where, that's where my WNBA career started from the womb. That's where it was. It started from my mama's womb. But your mama was a doctor too, auntie? Uh, absolutely. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. that. I didn't know yes. that. Yes. Put some respect on the matriarch's name. Rest in peace. She she passed in 2017, but she's still with me. She was the reason I went and got my doctorate. Oh, wow. That's, but that's... this ain't about me. This is about y'all and your introductions. You know, Brandon, and plus, how many times does Omar get an introduction? Like, how many times do you introduce the, the sideline reporters, you know, or the, <laughs> or the radio reporters at a game? You know what I'm saying? Right. They coming to you live from WQHP Elemental PQRS. <laughs> Omar Kelly. 
So yeah, we had to we had to hook him up. But you know, but let me you tell you why. What, but Go you ahead. Do know, but listen, Omar has a crazy fan base, and they have this love hate relationship with Omar. Mostly hate. Yeah, but but it's, they, there's love behind that. You know, they obsession. keep coming back. Right. There's mm. obsession in love and hate. Yes. It's like for him to last 15 years in this market is unbelievable. Uh, he's kept it real for a long time, but it's always cool listening to him or, or reading him, um, following him on Twitter, you know, because, man, they get after it and he be saying some wild things, man. Well, he and you know what? He does it in person. <laughs> and, you know, I believe he probably has that same relationship with his wife, with his kids, right. with his friends. You know, last week you missed it, Brandon. You were out and uh, he was talking about we brought in Thursdays. And, and this whole segment was him talking about, well, Thursdays, that's when I usually go to the club. That's when my weekend uh, yeah. starts. It's thirst Thursday. That's when I'm looking for the women. I'm like, OK, back, back to, to I am athlete hold on, hold on, tonight. Hold on. Put some perspective on it. That was back in the second day seven years ago. Not now. Not now. Oh, now we trying to save the marriage. My bad. So anyway, <laughs> that's what we doing. SXM. That, yeah, that's what we doing. But you know why? People, I think, on this app. Right. But you know why I had to have a crazy introduction? B, look, after what happened yesterday in the NFL, like, Yesterday, oh, week 15 was bananas. I mean, upsets, collapses, comebacks, and tragic game management situation, right? Um, look, let, let me start off with the first one. Let, let's start off with the big one. Let's start off with the Vikings, and they are back in the playoffs. Yesterday, uh, clinching the NFC North Division title in a historic fashion. Actually, did it on Saturday. Stormed back from a 33-point halftime deficit, stunned the Colts, 39-36 in overtime. And the 33-point comeback, obviously, was the largest in NFL history. Matt Ryan knows a little bit about comebacks in that history. Um, and look, the, the result, right, appeared to be the furthest thing from the truth, right, Brandon? At, at halftime, it was 33 nothing. And it was crazy, right on the strength of a block kick, return for a touchdown and a pick six. B. Marshall, we're gonna get into some other games, but this Saturday game, what are you what do you take from that? What are your thoughts? The Vikings. We're talking about the Vikings. The, right. Okay, the Vikings. Um, man, well, first off, all of Saturday was awesome. It felt good to mm -hmm. sit there on a Saturday and consume some NFL football. I gotta say that was good. I always love this part of the year when we can do that. Uh the Viking games, I was uh totally shocked. Mm. I think on our parlays, uh, Omar Kelly, you laughed at me. I picked who to win? Colts. Okay. I did. Yes, you did. So I'm sitting there, and I got to be honest. The first quarter, I'm not even watching the game. I'm, I'm, I'm watching other things. I'm with the kids. And I look, and I'm like, holy, look, at, I'm about to hit. I'm about to hit. So I felt really good. And then I was able to sit down and watch the second quarter. And it was awesome to see what the Colts started. But I don't know what the hell happened at halftime. Mm. I don't know what them boys said to each other, what they drank, what they ate. But I don't know how you give up that lead. I don't know how you lose that. A real coach probably would have been able to, to, to put the fire out. Yeah, but, 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 but the, 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 the thing I was most excited about, and here's why I picked the Colts, is because... I was. I felt like Jeff Saturday. This was his moment mm. to 
win the job. Mm. And I believed in Jeff. I, I know the players oh, internally. Do you believe in them now? Oh, oh yeah. Let's get there. <laughs> I believe that the players was going to rally behind them because of stuff that I was hearing out, you know, inside that locker room. Right. And my biggest question now is, I don't know if that helped him or hurt him. Right. Because like you, boom, you come out and you do something amazing. You start that way, but then you lose it. Um, so that was the biggest question mark for me. And it's probably leaning towards he probably hurt himself and he lost his he lost the gig. And that sucks. Well, I, well Omar. I, I, yeah. Yeah. Omar, I, I actually and by the way, Brandon, I, I picked the Vikings um, in that game. So I guess that's another win for me and a loss for you. <laughs> in this parlay thing. But um, I also picked the Steelers, too. Um, I, I think. I might have been three or four on that. Anyways, we're we're gonna move on. Um, Omar, oh, what do you think? Because you weren't really a parlays right, right now. Right. <laughs> when you hit one parlay on a Thursday right. night, you, you know you feel like you're supposed to hit every parlay. Slow down, Auntie. It's, yeah. it's a long. Was well, not. We still. It's got not a long season. Football. That's we why got, I'm talking a lot of shit. We got a lot of football left still, though. We still yeah, got. Yeah, but, but it wasn't even about the win, right? Because to be honest, let's be honest. You've seen me shoot basketball. You've shot basketball against me. You know I don't lose. And so what was interesting for me is to be a woman in a male-dominated locker room that is I Am Athlete Tonight. That's correct. And not only win it, but be the only person mm. to win all four. And and if I would have, if it's Omar would have let me, if Omar would have let me add that Brock Purdy in, because mm. I told him he was going to pass for more than two hundred sixteen yards, we couldn't get it, Auntie. They put I know, Brock Purdy I know, but thirty minutes before the game, I, hit, I know, I but hit, he, listen, I hit up, I hit up our FanDuel Connect, and I asked him if they can like set up some type of VIP services. You know how you go to uh, Vegas? I don't know if you guys are familiar with this. Uh, I'm not. No, we don't have your. We didn't have your NFL salary. We don't get to be in that <laughs> VIP room. But you go to Vegas, Flex. And they, yeah, you got your little, uh, your own little VIP person that can walk you through it. He gives you your know, markers. So he makes it easy for you. So I'm trying to get FanDuel uh, to set us up for that, so we don't have those problems anymore, Auntie. Well, I didn't have any problems. I mean, I won. So Brock Purdy won, though. Like you won. Yeah, I mean that that just would have been another win. That's what I'm saying. Like the the biggest thing was that I won in front of a a whole bunch of football guys. So it's not necessarily you got to be around the game to know the game. And but apparently if you're around the game, some people think you can coach the game. And so Jeff Saturday on Saturday proved that to be wrong. (laughs) Let's be honest. His ass choked in a game and he's he's made all he made Coach Coward look like a genius. He said this man wasn't ready. You'd almost think that you need a little bit of. Wow. of experience to coach at the NFL level, to, to, co- to coach you guys, to coach your egos. And you can't always be just a cheerleader. Like you got to call some plays. You got to, you got to make some things happen. So. Yeah. And watching this game, sorry. Oh, um, when I was watching this game, Oh, I, well, I went into this game and I said, the Vikings, they're not a scary 10 and three no. team. No, not at all. At how, yeah, right? Exactly. And so a lot of people will walk yeah. away from this game and say, oh, my goodness, they're the real deal. Mm-hmm. I'm not. No. I don't know. Are you I, not? I, I disagree with you. I, it it leads mm-hmm. you to more questions. That's what I'm saying. No, no, no. No, I'm with like, you. That's what I'm saying. We felt like they weren't. They're the second best team in the NFL, and nobody will give them that acknowledgement, recognition, or respect. Right. That's right. right. No, 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 I'm with you there. That's, that's what I'm saying. You know, I don't know how you feel about this, Auntie, but I'm walking away from this game like – 
look, that was an amazing comeback. And a game like that can do more for you in a good way than anything else, right? Like right. Man, we rallied. We were in, we were, we were out. We, we, we were done. And we were able to overcome that. So what it does to your psyche, what it does to your confidence, uh, and the morale of the team is everything. But for me, if you're playing against a really good team and you start the game that way, hell, oh, you didn't God. even have to start the game that way, just half that way, and you don't right. have a chance. So what happens when they really face the big boys and come to playoffs? I, I would have to agree with you, and I, I think it's not just them that we have to be concerned about it. We have to be concerned about the Dallas Cowboys. Here they are. We think that they're contenders, 10-4, and four, you know, going into a Jaguars game, you think it's a layup, and then they take an L in mm. overtime. Um, you know, I've, I'm not a big Cowboys fan. I feel like there's something missing on that team. There's something missing on on, on offense primarily. But you, you, they don't look like they don't look like any serious contenders to, in themselves as well. Right. You know, speaking of Cowboys, and like you said, Brandon, speaking of big moments. Perhaps the big the, the the biggest story yesterday, or one of the biggest story yesterday, is a young man by the name of Rayshon Jenkins. Hmm. Right? He hasn't he didn't return an interception for a touchdown all year. He's never done that. But he picked up a a errant throw, a tip throw by Dak Prescott, inches from the ground, returns it fifty two yards for a touchdown. That gave the Un, no one picked the Jacksonville Jaguars to beat the Dallas Cowboys. I don't know no one. I know none of y'all did, right? And so guys, maybe a few people picked them to cover, but not to beat them. I don't think. Absolutely, absolutely, and 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 probably just fans picked them to cover. Let, let let's say that. Look, fans picked them to. Cover. I mean to to win. Oh, like, I mean to win. Um, but look, you know, Jack uh, Jenkins said, you know, he said, and I quote, he said, that's a play you dream of ever since you're eight years old, ever since I started playing this game. To be the guy to make a play like that for us and to get that win was pretty cool to do. Brandon Marshall, have you ever been in a game where you guys were supposed to win? You know, everyone picked you to win. Yep. Uh, you're, you're, everything is safe. We're ready to go. And then all of a sudden, Either your quarterback throws an, an interception or the defense. I mean, you were on offense. So let's talk about that. And where your quarterback throws a, a late pick six, and then all of a sudden your emotions just go from elation to absolute just heartbreak. Yeah. I've been I've been in a lot of those games. I don't think a lot of people, there's a lot of people to know, and I think there's a lot of people that don't know that I've never made it to the playoffs. Play Everybody 13. knows that, Brandon. <laughs> let's, let's wow. I didn't know. I, I See, Ed, Ed, Ed. hold on. We've discussed it like every other week he around here. <laughs> See, he don't know. Ed, you ain't got to lie. You ain't got to lie for me. You ain't. <laughs> you know, because we work intimately together. You know me. I'm telling right. you, like, there's a lot of people don't know. Hey, I, man, I, when, I, when the Jets didn't make it at the ten and six, that hurt me deep. That's where I was going. That hurt me deep. There you go. Right. But but the I, the, I love the point is, you didn't make it though. Right. And so to answer your question, and Omar went to the exact season that I was going to go to, it, it was, I believe that was 2016 playing for the Jets. Um, we win, we're in scenario, right? Going up to right. Buffalo. Uh, Rex Ryan is the head coach there. He's on his way out. Everybody knew it. Uh, the team wasn't great that year. They started off good, but then it got banged up. So many guys hurt. 
And so literally we're going against their B team. And it mm. wasn't even probably their B team. And we're a team just coming off some major wins, some big wins, got a lot of momentum. And it's just go to Buffalo, you win, you're in. And so that was a moment and that was a game where, you know, after the first quarter, one or two plays, it was like, holy shit, like it's over. Right. right. I never forget there was one big play all week. We had double post on and it was a, a, a play call for Eric Decker. So basically, once we get into the fringe area, that's the 40. And then, uh, you know, we can take a shot at this double post. Well, we waited till we got down to the, the 20 and. Um, Coach Chan Gailey loved this call, but Fitz didn't love it. Uh, Eric Decker didn't love it. And they were just in their head all week talking about, well, if they do this, we need to do that. If they do that, then we need to do this. And that's number one, right? Like if you're talking about one play that way, then you need to throw the shit out. Okay. Right. So anyways, we get down there and they call double post. And what Fitz thought was going to happen, happened. Corner would jump it, undercut it, pick, and that was it. And, um, that's just one of those moments when I reflect on that year, when I reflect, reflect on that game. It's like, man, if you're not comfortable with that play, just throw it out. Just go with your gut. Um, and then that happened a lot this weekend. You know, you mentioned Dak Prescott. You know, I, I read something this morning where through the last five games, he's thrown nine picks. That's more than anyone else by four or five interceptions. You know, so the question I have is what's going on with Dak Prescott? You know, because right. this is the team that I was just talking about last week. Like, damn, this is the year, auntie. Right. 25 years. Mm. 25 years, Omar Kelly. We've been talking about this team potentially, I think it's 25 years, potentially being getting back to the promised land. And, and over the last couple weeks, I'm like, this is it. Can they, right. They could potentially beat the Eagles. They could potentially beat the 49 All they got to do is get in. And then this happens. So I'm well, disappointed. Speaking of the Eagles and speaking of of Dak Prescott, they head into obviously back they head home and play against the Eagles, the juggernaut, the best team in the NFL right now, in my opinion. Uh Saturday morning, I mean Saturday afternoon. Where where do you think how do you think this affects them going into that game? Is it a good thing? Is it, you know, people say, oh, that was a good loss. That it, it's not really a good loss. Let, let's there's no good losses. I don't care what anybody says, they bullshitting when they tell you it's a good loss. We needed this loss. Like, no, it's not ever a good loss. But is this does this help them going into against the Eagles? Because you know, you can't make any mistakes mm. like that against the Eagles. Or it's not it's not a six-point game, it can be a 16-point game. Yeah, but we what we gotta realize here, Auntie and O, is that. The Jacksonville Jaguars is a different team than where they were at the start of this year. Yeah. Absolutely. So, Trevor so, Lawrence is playing great. Right. So I, I do think that we need to respect the Jacksonville Jaguars and, and, and may need to add more respect to their name because they could be a team that creep into the playoffs and really do some damage. I don't I think there's teams. Yeah, that, yeah I think there's teams right now in the AFC like I don't know if we want to play against them. Look at the last five, six games. Totally different team. So, Auntie, going into this game, Philly and the Cowboys, it's going to be interesting. 
Right. Another key takeaway for me this weekend was any freaking thing can happen. We say it all the time. You knew that. You knew that every given Sunday. I know. I know. It's always going to be one weekend where there's just every everybody's upset. That's right. Like whatever you picked, it's going to go the opposite way. And I think there were very few games that didn't really completely surprise you. Miami Buffalo was probably everybody expected Buffalo to win. I don't know even though if we thought Miami would be that competitive, but they were. Very competitive. This was one of those weeks where it was like anybody could pick them. It was unbelievable. Right. Well, I don't know about every pick. Omar, I have to disagree with you there because every pick that you go against, I mean, that you make, it's the opposite. Because, again, we go back to my FanDuel parlay. Thank you, FanDuel. And you know, three out of the four, <laughs> they were right. You know what I'm saying? And had the Patriots not totally yeah. messed up what they did, I would have again hit hit your parlay. Hit, yes. hit four yes. for four. You know. But who you know parlay plays for I am athlete, Auntie Chantel. If you're going into this week, you bet you better pay attention to what she, she no, picks. no 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 listen. Relax, relax. Beginner's luck. Relax. Is that what I you're mean, trying to say? No, 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 no. She knows she knows what she's saying and she's doing, but look, it's second week. Of us, yeah, but there's only three weeks left and play, in the play, regular play, season. Play up, plus, plus playoffs. I think he's trying to say you have beginner's luck, Auntie. But no, no, I'm not okay. So that. beginner's luck added uh, the beginning. Oh, that's fine. You know what? That's cool. We'll wait till this Thursday night. We'll wait till next Saturday's game. Cowboys against the Eagles. You know, it's okay. I'm okay. I'm used to being the underdog, Brandon Marshall. And you know, just like you said, Jacksonville might be able to sneak into the playoffs. You know, right now they're second in the in the AFC, right? Um, in the AFC South, and they they have what are their games left? They have the Jets, which that'll be tough. Um, they have the Jaguars. I mean, they have the Titans, and they have the um, Texans. Right, three winnable games. Uh, and so what I'm saying is, sometimes someone who is this team who many wrote off at the beginning of the season, right, is winning when it counts. Mm-hmm. And so I go back to say, you can say, oh, we're only two weeks in. And so you can say, oh, auntie don't know that. Like, we all played football. We know football. Dudes does X's and O's. Brandon has played football. Pac-Man, Shady, they've all been all pros and, and things like that. Omar is the number 15 for I Am Athlete. But it'd be that one that nobody talks about that's going to start winning. <laughs> you the 2005 Steelers? You, you hear what I'm saying? You hear what I'm saying? And he guess put, what? Speaking together. of Steelers... Speaking of Steelers, connection. speaking of Steelers, they were one of my picks yesterday as well. Oh, wow. W win. Man, I don't know. Well, for those listen, Patriots. All right, good job, good job, good job. Listen. Thank you. That's all I needed. Okay. All right. We'll give you that. Man, what happened to winning with grace? <laughs> Absolutely not. Right. Wait, how is it? Wait a minute. You you put this show together, Brandon, and I love you for it, nephew. So that it's almost like athletes talking in the locker room, right? With a reporter right there who can say whatever he wants, whenever he wants, because no one likes him anyways. Right. (laughs) And so it's us in the locker room. And how many times have you won a bet in the Jets, in the Miami or Chicago Bears locker room or Denver's locker room? And you weren't talking shit afterwards. Don't forget Seattle. And then (laughs) (laughs) we're not even going to talk about them because he probably he was probably just he was trying to just hang on there. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't. okay. you're not even going to put them on his resume. Okay, I got Yeah, He can speak up for them other ones. But at the end of the day, like you don't take you don't take wins, bets gracefully in the uh in the NFL, in the locker room, so Auntie's not gonna do it. Neither I'm not gonna change up for y'all. Yeah, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Let me. Let, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. And uh, we'll see what happens Thursday night. Anyways, I want to go back to Dallas. 
Okay. What happens if they don't get it done this year, right? Because I was talking about Omar. I don't know why Omar made that face. This is a big deal. You're sitting here with everything you need. It's no different than any other year they don't get it done. They're going to lose in the first round like they always do. Oh, that's some some fighting words right there, Brandon. Y'all got a minute. Y'all got a minute to talk about this before we got to pay some bills. And then they fire the coach and try to replace him with Sean Payton, who is going to be a tremendous bidding war for. You don't think Carolina wants Sean Payton? You don't think Indianapolis wants Sean Payton? Sean Payton is not going to... Uh, a team that doesn't have a quarterback or or the a city that he wants to be in. Absolutely Sean not. not going to the Carolina Panthers unless they give him damn all ownership or something. Yeah, all the power. G. I mean, he had yeah, it in New right. Orleans. Man, so, he go he he entered the transfer portal and and he looking for nil money and that <laughs> nil money is in the form of a quarterback <laughs> in a good city where he can chill. That's what right. it is. Oh my! I'm Sean Payton. I'm sitting my ass out. I'm cashing them TV checks and I'm spending I'm spending some vacation time in the offseason and I'll show up back in in August when they need me for television. Like you act like he, he, he needs he needs more money. Like, man, chill out. It ain't see, it ain't about the money, it's about the passion, coach. Like coach, he got he had burnout. Yeah, so, he so got a year you, off. Uh, okay, just he just needs a year, a Listen, single year. Coach gonna be in Cali. No, no, the Chargers turned it around. I'm Jake Mintz. And I'm Jordan Schusterman, and we are the hosts of Baseball Barbacast, a Sirius XM podcast. Like Edwin Jackson, the ultimate journeyman, we are hitting the road next week, headed to San Diego for baseball's winter meetings. We're going to be bringing you two episodes a day of in-depth and hopefully entertaining baseball talk. We'll be talking to the biggest names to get answers to the biggest questions, like who will sign Aaron Judge? And will Mike Farah notice that we're using his expense account? Download Baseball Barbacast on the SXM app, available with all of our trials and popular plans, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Welcome back to I Am Athlete Tonight, and I am your host, Auntie Chantel Trimeteer, here with my boy, Omar Kelly. And guess who we're, we're bringing back in? Yeah, he decided to come on back in and bless us again. Mr. Fitteen, Brandon Marshall. Y'all, I got to start off. What is going on in the NFC South? Come on now, the Buccaneers yesterday and Tom Brady gave up 17-point lead to the Bengals. You know, they're 6-8 and eight in the driver's seat right now with road games against Arizona and Atlanta and at home against the Panthers. Um, but look, then you got the Falcons. <laughs> you got the Saints. You got the Panthers who just lost to the Steelers. All of them had quarterback issues this year, right? Endless drama. B. Marsh. What the hell is going on down there? Yeah. So I think in Tampa, right, like you are sitting here and it's like, look, we're still leading this division, but it doesn't feel good. It's uncomfortable for everyone in the building because you have Tom Brady, who's used to winning and winning at a high level. Uh, Todd Bowles, uh, obviously been on that team for a while and he's uh, he's he's aiming for a championship as a head coach. And then you got champions still in that locker room. So this is uncomfortable for them. Uh, but they're still leading division. If if you're the Carolina Panthers, 
and I'm just going through the division, you're looking at this and you're still excited. I've been in situations like this where you're not where you want to be. Your record sucks. Your team sucks, but you're close. You're still in striking distance. So you lose a game like this that you felt like you should have won or should have uh, uh, at least had a better outing. And so you're looking at this with a, with a sense of excite, excitement. Like, right. oh, damn, like we're still You here. still got purpose. Yeah. You still got a reason you're to excited. play. Like you, if you're the Carolina Panthers and you actually make it to the playoffs, if you win this division, then you're actually like, yes, you're celebrating when you get in that locker room. Right. If you're Tom Brady and the Bucks, and you walk into the playoffs, you're like, what the hell? Right. Right. Because this is all bad. I mean, everybody is five and eight in that division, except for the new New Orleans. Uh, um, I'm sorry, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And so they're within a reach, arm's length of a, of a distance. Let's look at what each team has left. The Falcons play at the Ravens. Then Carolina, we know Carolina's on uh, their second quarterback. And then, obviously, they end the season with the Buccaneers. But the Falcons also moved to a rookie quarterback. That's right. Then you got the Panthers that are led by Sam Darnold. They face the Lions, one of the hottest teams in the NFL. Then they're on the road to finish the final two games at Tampa Bay and then at New Orleans. Mm -hmm. It seems to me like if they can get past the Lions, they control their own destiny. And then you've got the Saints where they 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 travel on the road, Cleveland, then Philadelphia. You know what's going to happen in that game. And then they host the Panthers. You never know. Yeah, I mean, you never know. I, I do believe that the Eagles are going to lose a game that they absolutely should have won. It, somebody's going to sneak up on them. Well, they're not going to lose to the Saints, you know. And, and yeah, crazy, yeah, I don't Omar, think it's going to be the Saints. What's no. crazy, Omar and Brandon, is, you know, let's get back to the leaders of the division, right? Let's get back to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And and the GOAT, Tom Brady, right? If you think about it, he spent his first 19 years as a starter in the AFC East, right? Playing against the Bills, the Dolphins, and the Jets. All of them experienced, like, long droughts, including, like... They had a drought because they were on, facing the division. Hold on, including a 17-year... That was a 17-year playoff drought by Buffalo. The Jets were probably the most successful team during the during the Brady era, right? Um, but the, the Pats went, think about it, the Pats went 91 and 25 against their divisional opponents who finished 21st, 23rd, 26th in and NFL. Of, and I was a part of that run. On Absolutely. The, Over that two decades. Dolphins, two so, years with the Jets. Right. So what I'm saying is, think about it. By the time he left in 2019, he knew something was turning. The tides were turning because Josh Allen was turning the bills around from a decade. Two years later, the Dolphins and Jets oh, are even good. Auntie, right? That ain't why he so, left. Wait a minute. Auntie. Wait a minute. I'm trying to make a point. Okay. So, so then you think, so Brady went and found a new division to try and dominate, which you thought Brady could do in the NFC South, right? Which arguably the league's most forgettable division, right? It's, it's, they always been bad. Now, they're they're four teams ranked twenty third, twenty fourth, twenty eighth, and thirty second in all time winning percentage. Mm. But this year, it's gone crazy. So what I'm saying is, Brady leaves a division that's quote unquote catching up to him or caught up to him. He goes to perhaps the worst and the worst division in the NFL, and he's still fighting for his playoff life. I say that to say, is the Brady aura beginning to diminish mm. is another division catching up to him. Mm. I, I think that 
Father Time has caught up to him. And no matter what weaponry you put around him, yes, he lost, suffered some tough losses on his offensive line. That offensive line, it impacts how your quarterback's going to perform. If you look at it, and, and this is something that I've been looking into, every quarterback that lost their starting center has struggled this season. Is there a correlation there? Maybe there is. But in terms of Brady, you just look at him and that weaponry, Mike Evans, you know, Julio Jones. Who was out. Yeah. It's just not good enough. It's just, it, it's just, it's just really not special. Uh, Chris Good, uh, Goodwin. It's just not good enough. Uh, uh, well, then how can you blame it on him? You just said that Brady was diminishing. Uh, but now you're saying I, that I his think it's a combination wide receivers. Of both. Ed, I think can you a, can you look up can you look up how many years Mike Evans, what year this is for Mike Evans? Well, here's my take on this. Uh, yes, Father Time has absolutely caught up to Tom Brady and the divorce. Okay, well, when he after the divorce, he went on a little run there, so you can say that his mind was a little clearer, et cetera, et cetera. But it didn't. That didn't happen this year. That happened years ago. Right. As an athlete or an artist, right? When you talk about staying and maintaining, it's about evolving. Tom mm-hmm. Brady evolved. Right, right. He did that 10 years ago when right. people thought he was going to be done. That's true. What needs to happen now and and what did happen when he first got to when he first got to uh Tampa? They figured out that the next evolution of Tom Brady in a Tom Brady-led team was play really good defense mm-hmm. and run the football and then let him lead the way okay. in the locker room. Mm-hmm. Also, how he led the way offensively. Right. To Gronk, getting to his guys. He was taking shots with Mike Evans. And they didn't figure that out until week 11, week 12 of that Super Bowl run. They don't have that this year. Nope. Right. So yeah, you lose your off. You 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 lose a few key pieces on the offensive line. That hurts Tom Brady. Right. Tom Brady ain't the guy that can drop back fifty times right now and go win the game for you. But they you want need, him. They need him to. They need. They, him I mean, to, that's what that's, they're, the, that's what they're asking him to do. You're right. Correct. You're right. And then from a uh, you know, from an offensive standpoint, look at their run game. I think they're worse in the league. They are per carry. They're worse than the league. They were, I think they were they were talking about last night that they their yards per carry or yards per per game is like the worst in the last 54 years or something like that. That's right. And that's what that's what actually remember they weren't playing phenomenal, consistent ball when they went on that Super Bowl run. It wasn't until they what gave it to playoff Lenny. So where we need to be looking at is playoff Lenny, but then you gotta go a little little farther because some people say oh well it's playoff Lenny but the offensive line right hanged up chemistry continuity is critical up front so you know I I, I hate this discussion around Tom Brady and, and the Bucks and they're like he's done he's done he's done sometimes man you know the goats can't overcome having inconsistency around them and they, that's absolutely. what I contributed to they well, are you think about it now with yards below what the league rushing average is the average 40 they're 47 yards that's per game bad. below jesus yeah oh, that's bad that, that's that's just really bad but you know what 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 they're still first in the league and division my i mean in the division sorry no they're first in the league in oh uh in horrible run game 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like how you did that. I had to play that off, B. <laughs> but yeah, they're they, first they are in, last the in the league rushing the ball yardage and yards per attempt. Last, right. last at six last. and eight. But at six and eight, they're still winning the division. At six and eight, if the if the playoffs started today, they'd still be in the playoffs, which I, that's that what I want to talk to y'all about. That's what I want to talk to y'all about. So three games remaining. Buccaneers, Panthers, Saints, Falcons. The Panthers, Saints, and Falcons, obviously one game away, one game out. All of them have three game, games remaining. I want to know, after I ask you, who is going to win the division? Now, I, but I want you to think about this. The Buccaneers, away games, two and four. The Panthers, Saints, and Falcons, one and five. Now, the Buccaneers, the Panthers, and the Saints have two away games apiece. Yes. Falcons only have one. Mm-hmm. Does that factor into anything when you're picking your AFC South? I mean, NFC South champions. Who wins it? Who, Auntie? I'm gonna have to go with the Panthers. Um, I just think that the Buccaneers are on fumes. Uh, I think that this is not the season for Tom Brady, and it's probably going to be the year that tarnishes his legacy. And Whoa. to me, tarnishes because uh, uh, is this how it ends? Is that this doesn't how- mean it's tarnished. I mean, he's still the goat. Like there's a little tarnish on it. You can polish it up, but there's a little tarnish on it. I, I don't know about tarnish. this season. Doesn't tarnish Tom Brady's legacy, Auntie? Yeah, I don't know about tarnish. He's though. still the goat. But how, how is it going to end? Okay, can 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 I jump in here? Of, absolutely, it's your show. What are you, you talking you, about? You you done, Omar? Yeah, I'm done. Who did you pick? I picked the Panthers. The Panthers. <laughs> it's great. Why did you pick the Panthers? Because I think they have the <laughs> easiest road. Even though it's it's you know okay you got the lions but then- you're playing the hot red hot lions <laughs> yeah, yeah I mean like, okay. okay the lions are hot the lions are hot but they play Buccaneers and they play Seattle on the road they've on only Seattle. won one game all year on the road I mean, not Seattle uh, Saints oh sorry they've only won one game on the road all year hey <laughs> can I let me go right now. go go for it I don't Please. like it I don't like it oh listen Tampa Bay they win this division absolutely it's, it's not even. It's not even close, right? They limp into the division win. All right, so they got Arizona. They're in Arizona. Yep. Okay. Warm weather. It's great. December ball. Backup quarterback. Col- no, Nat- Colt McCoy went out early. Concussion. Would he? Would he even pass protocol this week? Right. So right. now you got Tom Brady versus who? I don't even. No Kyler Murray. <laughs> no Colt McCoy. So mm-hmm. who? Who's the? Who's the third quarterback? Who's this guy? Can we look that up? And I don't even know who. Tom I don't Brady even know. I'm taking Tom Brady over this guy, whoever right. this guy is. Carolina Panthers, the same situation. So now Carolina Panthers have to travel to Tampa, Florida. Tampa, Tom. Do you think who's the, Sam Darnold's going to beat Tom Brady? Trace McSorland. Todd Bowles. Sorely. Todd Bowles' defense now can still get you six, seven times, right? Like, right. Okay. All right. Don't and they'll and they're getting healthier on the back. And by this time, they'll have a few guys back. Right. And then they're Brandon. He up. faces Rippian. Who? What's his name? Who's the guy? Rippian. Who's that? I don't know. I just read it in the notes by Cliff. <laughs> That's all I did. I just read it in the note. Oh, never mind. <laughs> they they face a they face a I don't know in Arizona. <laughs> they face Desmond Riddler in. Uh, Atlanta, yes, and then Trace McSorley for the Panthers. And you think Tom Brady ain't gonna go to the playoffs? Omar Kelly, oh you know what? That hype man, that hype man thing I did at the beginning of the show, I take it all back. Yeah, <laughs> I take it all back. 
I take it back. There's <laughs> no way the the Panther. There's no way that the the Buccaneers don't win this division. Yeah, but I think it's big, and that's why I said earlier, right? The Bucks walking. They they they. I don't even know what you call it. Walk. They limp. Crawl. Limp. Right. Uh, their head gonna be down walking into the playoffs. They're not gonna be happy, right? Because man, this team. They were talking about contending and winning the Super Bowl. Todd Bowles, that defense, right? And then obviously Tom Brady. Um, it's it's bigger, it's bigger than just making it to the playoffs for them. This is definitely uh, a wasted year. They have underachieved, and uh there's so many reasons why, but they have they've underachieved. They should be a team looking for Sean Payton, too. I, oh, and wow. I love I love Todd Bowles. I like Todd Bowles. But if you got a chance to Sean Payton now, you better shoot that shot. Sean wants wow. some weather. So you think Tom? He wants a quarterback. He was flirting with coach the Dolphins. Bowles, coach Bowles, thank you so much. When you were interim head coach for the Miami Dolphins, I enjoyed my time, and you were awesome. I learned so much, and I appreciate you saving me from that disaster in Chicago. <laughs> right when you went to the Jets and you came and traded for me when everybody thought I was done and I only traded for me coach Bowles but you gave me a little extra in my bag you know what I'm saying they were like hey here go a couple a couple M's B come on over I need here you to be a good locker room leader right. yeah and guess what I went off baby so now, coach Bowles, I have nothing bad to say you are an excellent head coach it's not you it's that offensive line it's that running game Okay, and I don't know what's going on, but it's on that offensive side. Defensively, a little banged up. So you talk about Sean Payton, you know Sean Payton going. And even if you are Sean Payton, why? Let's say, let's say Coach Bowles was a bad head coach. Okay, yeah. Why would Sean Payton go there when it's like a one-two year thing? Why would, why would he go? Why would he go somewhere with a forty? He was flirting with the, he was flirting year with the, old quarterback. With Tom Brady. He, he was flirting with the Dolphins with Tom Brady about coming to Miami. But that was two years ago. No, that was last year. That oh, was but but wait, but whoa, 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 whoa. Look at the look at look at my <laughs> look at the Dolphins. No, Omar, look at the Dolphins wide receivers and look yeah. at Tampa Bay's wide receivers. It's not even close. Like Tom Brady would definitely oh, no, be no, in the playoffs already. Had. That was before they had uh that was before they had Tyreek. They had nothing but Waddle back then when he was but but Waddle is still who who's giving you what Waddle has given the Dolphins? Who's giving you that over in, in Tampa Bay? Even Mike Evans is is really, it seems like half the time he and Tom Brady are on two different pages. That's true. You know, and the one thing that Tom Brady's gonna do that two is not is Tom Brady ain't gonna underthrow his wide receivers. Two has been playing good. Where he has been playing good, but he still occasionally he'll underthrow. Occasionally he will underthrow. Um, speaking of underperform and underthrow and these records, do you guys feel like you know one e even if even if all three teams lose the rest of their games, right? And and Tampa Bay goes into the playoffs at six and eleven. <laughs> they can't all lose their games. They play. <laughs> yeah, they play against each other. I'm saying <laughs> hypothetically, <laughs> hypothetically <laughs> speaking. What did they say she's doctor, Doctor Chantel Trimitel. Okay, <laughs> take that back. Hypo I said hypothetically speaking, <laughs> if all of them lost their games and and went in with a losing record, let me say it like that, and a losing record, do you think a playoff team? Should go into the playoffs. Should should be able to go into the playoffs with a losing record. I, I want to hear how Brandon feels about this because 
there have been so many times you've had 10 wins and not gotten in right. because of whatever circumstance. How do you feel about a seven, eight win team, a team without a winning record getting into the playoffs because they won their division? Yeah, right. absolutely. I think the rules are the rules. So let's abide by the rules until they change them, right? But if you win your division, you're in. I don't Should care they how. change yes. them? No. no, 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 absolutely not. No. So you don't want to stack it up and say whoever has the best record, you know, by baseball. You added a, no, because you added a team, but you had the wild card and you added, you know, uh, a game there. So so the, the shitty division. I, that's gets what I'm in. hot about. Shitty division still gets mm. it. That's right. 100 percent. I'm hot about missing that. Like how I played 13 years. I would have made the, the playoffs probably four or five times had, off of this new change. that You had to convince them it was a way to the bigger bag. Right. <laughs> that's Man. the only. Yeah, it, it's it's. I, I, auntie, I feel like the playoffs should be stacked up based on whoever has the best record, because right now you've got one team, whether it be the Jets or the Chargers. Uh, no, actually, it's the other division. Seattle. Um, they're going to. It's only a game away, though. Seattle, the Lions. You're talking about yeah, teams Seattle. That are, yeah, it's, it's teams that are, deserve to be in or get a chance. And, right. and they might be left at home because, you know, somebody got to go in there from the NFC South. That's right. That's how it's that's how it's set up. That's what can that's what creates like the rivalries and the edge. Everything it's is true. built off of these divisions. You can't just it's true. change that. Right. I'm Jake Mintz. And I'm Jordan Schusterman, and we are the hosts of Baseball Barbacast, a serious XM podcast. Like Edwin Jackson, the ultimate journeyman, we are hitting the road next week, headed to San Diego for baseball's winter meetings. We're going to be bringing you two episodes a day of in-depth and hopefully entertaining baseball talk. We'll be talking to the biggest names to get answers to the biggest questions, like who will sign Aaron Judge? And will Mike Farah notice that we're using his expense account? Download Baseball Barbacast on the SXM app, available with all of our trials and popular plans, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to I Am Athlete Tonight. We are in our second hour. Auntie Chantel Trimeteer with Omar Kelly. Our boy Brandon Marshall had to step out and go make his parlay bets. No, I'm just kidding. He actually had to do some family uh, some family things tonight. We appreciate him for coming by during that first hour. But me and Omar are going to hold it down for this one. Um, speaking of down, right? Some big news today in uh, the NFL. Jalen Hurts. Quarterback for the Eagles suffered a sprain to his right throwing shoulder as opposed to left throwing shoulder. You know what I mean, Omar. Hurt his right shoulder. His uh, throwing arm. Right. Right Right. Against the Chicago Bears, putting his availability for Saturday's big game at the Dallas Cowboys in question. It's not considered a long-term injury, though, a source said. Now, if Hurts can't play on Christmas uh, Eve, the Eagles will turn to veteran Gardner Minshew and he'll get the call. Now, the injury occurred at the end of the third quarter against Chicago when Hertz was driven into the ground by defensive lineman Trevor Gibson following a short three-yard run. Hertz stayed on the ground for a few moments following the hit but continued playing and actually finished the game. He ended with 315 yards and two touchdowns, also ran for 61 yards and three scores in a 25-20 Eagles victory. Now, Omar, the 13-1 Eagles need just one more win on the season to clinch, to clinch the number one seed in the NFC. There's a good chance Minshew will be the one under center against the Cowboys, though, as the Eagles try to wrap up the division title and home field advantage throughout the postseason, plus that all-important first week by of the of the playoffs, which I think would actually help um, Jalen Hurts. Question for you, Omar, and we should, we'll talk about it. Should Hurts 
sit out this week against the Cowboys for the sake of being 100% moving forward to the playoffs? Is is this about clinching uh, the playoff seed and the number one seed, or is this about winning the Super Bowl for the Philadelphia Eagles? I'm I'm sure Cliff would answer. It's about winning the Super Bowl, right? Cliff? Yeah, I'm gonna ask him. I'm gonna ask him in a minute. I'm gonna let him. I'm gonna let one of our uh, producers, Cliff, come on in and talk about Super, the Eagles. Super Eagles fan, right? But, but 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 do you think? What do you think? I, I think he should sit this out. Probably sit the next two out because from from you know the last I checked, a throwing shoulder is a very important thing for a quarterback, right. a starting quarterback. And you know this is this goes along the line of why I never ever ever like nor support scrambling quarterbacks because th- their movement could puts them at so much risk of suffering an injury. Uh, three yard gain, all of a sudden now your throwing arm is messed up. Uh, I don't like that. Uh, Jalen Hurts was probably the front runner, if not the second leading candidate to be the MVP of the season. And now he's probably going to play and finish the season, but maybe at 70%. Why not rest him for a week or two, try to get him back to 100 or as close to it, and see where they see where things lay in, in the final season finale. Now, you know, like I said, Cliff, one of our producers back in the studio, you are an Eagles fanatic. Um, are, you know, with, with Gardner Minshew coming in behind center, obviously, at least for this week and possibly next week. Uh, and, and also, you know, this is Jalen Hurts first game being, this will be his first game being out all year. He not only was not hurt all year, he didn't miss a snap. Now, the only time he was hurt last year was late in the season against the, the giants, but Cliff are the Eagles are your Eagles so to speak, a stu- still a Super Bowl contender uh, if Hertz is actually out for longer? Uh, Auntie, I believe so, for sure. I think Gardner Minshew can hold it down for a couple weeks. Um, the dude came in last year. I think he won. Sean, I think he, I think you had the numbers in front of you, but I think he won. Well, he, like was one, he was one of one. He won, uh, he won yes. in a game over the Jets. He won in a game over the Jets. Jets. I, yeah, he, and he didn't look bad either. Uh, you know, Gardner Minshew got a lot of Taylor Heineke in him. Like, they don't have the most ability. They don't have the biggest arm. But, yeah, they do not care. They get on that field. They're going to try to run somebody over. They're going to try to throw that ball in a weird window. They're going right. to do whatever it takes in order to win. So, I'm not concerned. It's just, honestly, like, if we get in the – that's why I think it's important in order for the Eagles to get that bye because they, they're pretty much got home field locked up. They have to get that bye to make sure Jalen's healthy if it's just a sprain. Because then the playoffs will probably start, give or take, a month from now. And I think you should be fine. So I'm not really concerned. But if it goes deep into the playoffs, I don't think Gardner Minshew has like a Nick Foles-esque, you know, around him to where I believe he can win the Super Bowl with him. So that's my fear if it's actually something really serious. Let me ask you this question, Cliff. As a Super Eagles fan, would you risk him playing this week? hoping that he can get the win and then rest the rest of the way, win and seal up the number one seed and rest the rest of the way, including the first round by, or do you feel more comfortable with him sitting this one out? I think I honestly, I'd risk it if he's fine to play just by the simple fact of you, you lock up home field and you lock up the bye, and then you have games versus the ones and the giants, which really wouldn't matter. So essentially you can have what three weeks to a month again of rest three weeks of rest about until the playoffs start for the Eagles. And that's in Philly. So you don't have to go nowhere. You don't have to travel nowhere. You could just rest. You could just heal if you're Jalen hurts. So you rolling uh, the, the dice, Cliff. 
Huh. Yeah, see, you know what, Cliff and and Omar, I think I got I think I got to disagree with you. You know, this guy obviously he's almost thrown from a th- thirty five hundred yards, right? right. Twenty two touchdowns, and you know, this past week um, <clears throat> against the Bears, he ran the ball seventeen times. Now he scored on three of those runs. Which was he stupid, by the way. I, I thought that right. was dumb. He scored touchdowns, and so that that's the thing is, you you made my you made my point. He's gonna want to run. That's who he is. You're not gonna be able to say. In in a short week, right? Because they're playing on Saturday. Another reason I wouldn't play him. Uh, in a short week, you're saying, by the way, Jalen, we want you to play, but we don't want you to run. Because one, you're playing against the Dallas Cowboys. You're playing against your biggest rival. And they know now that that shoulder is hurt. They know if they hurt you even more, you yes. may not play for all of the playoffs. Yes. And this is this is the team that's right behind you in not only in the in the division, but in the conference. You know, mm-hmm. I don't think they should roll it. I don't think it's worth it. I don't think you it's worth it. Certainly don't him. roll the dice against the not biggest against threat that Dallas. you have. In and, the again, <laughs> this is all dependent on how much pain he can tolerate. I like if he's not if he can't go hundred percent, well, not hundred percent, but like ninety percent-ish or whatever, or whatever. Guys talk about now, you Omar, you probably heard it all by now. No one's 100% towards the end of the season. That is so correct. whatever his pain threshold is, if he says, yo, I can go, trust me, I'm good, then do it by all means. But, but yeah, um, but they're saying two weeks, Cliff. Yeah, they're saying they're he saying can miss at weeks. least two weeks. Yeah. But the problem is, <clears throat> is, and let me tell y'all something. I know it's going to sound crazy to our listeners, but when I was, when I was uh, here in Atlanta, a couple years ago, I played on a full contact women's flag team mm. where they could they could hit you, right? And I was the quarterback, albeit I'm gonna throw a little flex. We were number one in the country. Um, but anyways, I had hurt my shoulder and almost uh, it was a sprain. And so even throwing a junior ball, he's throwing an NFL ball, like you never there were some throws that I would throw a slant and it would hurt. I mean, it would hurt. But and you don't want to get in a position, I think, Cliff, where, you know, the the game is tied. It's 17 all. There's 20 seconds left. The Eagles are are um, driving. Micah Parsons sacks Jalen Hurts. Mm. He gets hurt a little bit, says, you know what? I still think I can do one more pass. Ten seconds left. He goes to pass. He winces. He doesn't have anything on that pass. It gets picked. And just like against the Cowboys, then the Cowboys go against the Eagles and score pick six. Like, and I know it's a lot of hypotheticals, but I just think, and then you, and then he's out for three weeks, including playoffs. So I just don't think that you, I don't think you rush him. I think that, that Gardner Minshew, look, he, he's eight, eight and 14 as a starter in the NFL, right? He, like you said earlier, he was one and one as the, as the starter last year and he has 104 passer rating. And if he can if he can pull off that Baker Mayfield ish kind of thing, come in one game, galvanize the fans, get him through the the Cowboys coming off a horrible loss, then you know I I think you know it keeps their playoff hopes alive. And so, thank you. But look, Omar, let's talk about another team whose playoff hopes, although slim, remain alive with a big win. The Steelers, my Pittsburgh Steelers, are mathematically still in it. Look, Mitch Trubisky taking over for Kenny Pickett, who has been out with a concussion. He's turning one of the steadier performances of his NFL career, throwing for 180 yards, engineering three long touchdown drives as Pittsburgh held on to beat Carolina 24-16 yesterday. 
He also ran for a one-yard touchdown, and he didn't turn the ball over, which is big for Mike considering last week. I mean, Mitch, but considering last week he threw three interceptions. So, you know, he gave Mike Tomlin no reason to replace him with Mason Rudolph, who had split reps with Trubisky all week during practice. Now, Mike Tomlin has his team once again overpowering the sum of its parts. Tomlin, he's not a perfect coach, Omar, right? And his streak of 15 straight seasons without a losing record to start his head coaching career probably going to end right he's probably going to end but he is showing all of us that he can get a solid season out of just about any group of players around him tj watt missed seven games you know uh kenny pickett's had concussions now right now the steelers have a three percent chance of making the playoffs yeah i'm not a three percent chance yeah i'm not even focused on making the playoffs for me this is about tomlin and preserving that record i've said it all season well if they preserve that record they can pretty much they and get help with two teams uh, which the Raiders helped yesterday. We would have needed the Chargers to lose, need them to lose. Um, but you're right. They, they Now, we finished the re- season against the Raiders at home, Ravens on the road, and then finished the season against Deshaun Watson and the Browns. Do you think, going back to what you said, do you think Coach Tomlin can keep his 15 straight winning seasons going? I think it's possible. Um, I wouldn't bet against Mike Tomlin. I wouldn't bet against his leadership. I wouldn't bet against the team's ability to cut corral around and for their coach um i also think it's 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 healthy that mitch trubisky showed up and played well i mean we heard the talk last week we talked about it you know the players were calling for mason rudolph right well mitch trubisky obviously won the competition in practice earned the spot and he came out there and he performed uh three long touchdowns drives so the question is, one, when will Kenny Pickett be back? Uh, to me, that will be a huge determining factor. And two, can you ride Mitch Trubisky to, to victories and success? Um, it's not going to lead to the postseason, Auntie. I'm sorry if I got to tell you that. but you're I, I'm a realist. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate not gonna it. Be I, in I, my, my, not going to be on my parlay bets of them okay. making the postseason. Yes. But I think that they've got a, a, a legitimate shot of helping him get keep that streak alive. And that streak is hella important to 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 not just Mike Tannen, uh, um, Mike Tomlin, and the Steelers Nation, but the streak is important to African American coaches out there who, right. who won an opportunity. Now, and and I agree with you. I, I think Mitch played well. I don't think he played great. There's still some things that that I so disagree. You know, George Pickens is one of the most dangerous young wide receivers in the league. And and no one would even know it right yesterday. He only yeah. had, he was only targeted twice. He averaged 26 and a half yards per catch. And they only went to him twice. Pat Fryer moved a great young player from a uh, tight end out of Penn state. He wasn't targeted at all. And it seemed like Mitch Trubisky went after Deontay Johnson all day. And then, you know, obviously in 14 games, Deontay Johnson, you know, wide receiver, number one has no touchdown catches yet. Um, and after a few games, you know, he's been uh, a little vocal about not getting the ball and, and he deserves the ball. And so, um, you know, yesterday he uh, he got a, a little three yard pass. He turned it into an 11 yard pass as, as Pittsburgh's driving to to put away the game and taunts a player. And they get a 15 yard penalty. And and, you know, it's Didn't just he get in trouble for that. Uh, what did he get in trouble with Mike Tomlin for earlier this that was that was complaining about the uh the refs. Play but let me tell you what let me tell you what Mike Tomlin didn't address real quick. So later uh early I mean late in the game uh the Steelers stopped T.J. Watt and Cam Hayward just had had sacks in that game 
And um, now it's fourth and 27, right? The game is close. It's fourth and 27. Mm. Marcus Allen, a reserve safety, and he plays on special teams, runs over to the Carolina, Carolina Panthers huddle and stands in the huddle, gets an right. unsportsmanlike conduct, 15-yard penalty, automatic first down. The Panthers go down and score three. Now, obviously, it wasn't, you know, it didn't cost us the game, but it's little things like that. There's just a lot of, of, you know, I don't know, mental brain farts, so to speak, uh, with some of the players discipline wise. And, and a lot of folks are saying, well, is Mike Tomlin, is he disciplining his team and things like that? I don't oh agree God, with that. I Auntie. think Tomlin yeah. is one of the best in the game. Um, I think any other coach that, you know, after 15 seasons of winning records and may have one losing record. They don't talk about them being fired. So I don't think you talk about yeah, him being fired. I, I, I do disagree with you from this standpoint. I think there comes a point where teams, the 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 voice becomes muted or the, the message just becomes white noise. Right. I, 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 I have seen that happen in organizations. I have seen that happen with teams. But I, I I have a hard time sitting there and saying that it happens with a Mike Tomlin-led team. I mean, you've been there since 2007. You've won a championship with them. You've right. led bad teams to the playoffs and to the postseason. Like, right. I, let's not pretend like two years ago when Ben Roth, they, they, they've been a bad team for the last two years with Ben Roethlisberger. They still made it to the playoffs. Absolutely. Now, um, now my thing is, Omar, if, you know, I know we talked last week, right, about Speaking of the Panthers, um, you know, it being out in the in the Twitter universe. Oh, the Panthers yeah. would give the Steelers two first rounders and two fourth rounders uh, for Tomlin. And, and you answer that question. My question is this, hypothetically speaking, because I know it's not going to happen. Right. Mm -hmm. But hypothetically speaking, if Tomlin is fired, <laughs> how many hours until he has a new job? And does he get hired before Ooh. a Sean Payton? I, I, it, it, one, he's not going to get fired. I think that that's that's a ridiculous proposition. But that's I dumb. think Tomlin, I think Tomlin is going to wait a week, a full week, and weigh his options and opportunities because he's going to sit around and he's going to talk to every organization because Tomlin's one of those types of coaches. He does, he doesn't deserve just a head coaching spot. He's got Andy Reed clout and power right. where he also becomes the GM and he builds his front office. Um, right. I think that that's what he's been able to accomplish throughout his career. But uh, I do see him quickly getting back in the game. And, and to be honest with you, I don't see the, the Steelers firing him. If they do get rid of him or move on from him, I think it's going to be a bidding war. Um, I am dying to see what happens to Mike Tomlin this offseason because no matter what, he should get an extension. No matter right. what he finishes this season with, you need to profess your love to him, Pittsburgh, or say goodbye. And absolutely. that's, that's and, my and, genuine opinion. Absolutely. Like I said, you lose last year's player of the year, defensive player of the year, TJ Watt, for for years. Um, you know, you lose Stefan Tuitt, who said at the beginning of the year, I'm not coming back. Yes, you pay a lot for that for that defense, but they're they were totally different. You know, they're one in one in seven, I think, without TJ this year. Um, now I got a I got a big I got a big question. And I want to bring Purnell and Sean in. All right. Because you know, I love I love involving our our producers, our producers as well. 
Okay, here's the question, guys. What team who will not win the Super Bowl right now could win it this year? That's a team that's not a contender. You know, take a, let's take away the two. Let's take away the Bills, the the Chiefs, and the Eagles. Besides those three teams. Are you going to leave Minnesota in there, Auntie? Is that what you no, want? No, no. Because here's the question. What team out of the other 29 teams wins the Super Bowl this year if Tomlin were their coach this year? Cliff. Uh, if Tomlin was a coach of the, ooh, I'm, ooh, the Vikings, I want to say, but I like Kevin O'Connor, so I'm not, Dallas, I think Dallas would be really good. Ooh, that's a good one. I think Dallas would be really good with Tomlin, and if I had to choose a team on the AFC side, that might be good with Tomlin. Um, who would be good? Not. Not them, not them, not them. Probably the Chargers, I feel like. Oh, I thought about that. But the Chargers good. got hit with the injury bug, so right. Like, but but Tomlin Steelers got hit with the injury bug too, and and they're, yeah, they're yeah, hopefully right, going back right. to, to nine right, and eight right. or eight and eight. You definitely right. Okay. I was going to say, you know I, what? You know what? If the Raiders would have started the season with Tomlin, they mm. definitely be way better off for sure. The Raiders, mm. they've underperformed like crazy with McDaniel's. I feel like if they had Tomlin in there with a great OC and then right. him um, leading that defense, they would have been way better off. Okay. Two pass rushers. Uh, Sean, what you thinking? Did we forget Tampa Bay? Mm, Tampa mm. Bay and Tom Brady? Yeah. I mean, you, th- you think you replaced okay. Mike Tomlin with Todd Bowles? I mean, that might be a different outlook in the NFC. I mean, that's just my opinion. That That's the first team I thought of. AFC, you know, you could say the Chargers. Maybe you say the Raiders. And I'm only saying the Raiders because they're technically not out of it yet. Maybe the Raiders, if if it's Tomlin over McDaniels. Maybe the Love Titans. It. You know, you can okay. add them into the mix. Um, I mean, Sean, you, giving us, you can't give us all the teams. I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I did, okay. I did give Tampa. That was a little different. But but I AFC, I'm kind of more on Cliff. But NFC, D- Tampa, absolutely. Okay. Omar, what you thinking? Um, I like the Chargers. Um, I, I do do still will steal Cliff's answer on that. Uh, you know, I'm I'm gonna give you a, a, another interesting team, the Colts. I, I think with a real mm. coach, they might have some talent. But but I would like to see Tomlin end up with an organization that has a quarterback, um, mm. I, 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 an established quarterback that's not 40 years old and really puts him in an opportunity in a position where he can win games. Like mm. think about, let's say Arizona, think about Arizona. Right. With Mike Tomlin as their quarterback. I mean, as their head coach. Right. And yes, Kyler Murray's injured, but w- when he comes back and he's healthy, um, even though I, I doubt Tomlin would want to coach uh, Kyler Murray. Right. Um, based on all the things we've heard about Kyler Murray. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go with um the Chargers because okay. they they they've got a team that that needs exactly what Mike Tomlin brings. Right. Pernell, who do you got in the NFC? I was gonna say the Vikings as well. Cliff completely stole my answer. But uh <laughs> he I got on there first. I, yeah, he got on first. Uh AFC though, I am going to say the Titans. I, I really think the Titans would have, mm. they're 500 right now. Tom right. definitely would have made them 
a hell of a lot better than seven to seven. Okay. And they probably would be running away with the South. Okay. As opposed to, you know, nickel and diamond their way in. Mm. Well, I'll say this. Here are my two teams who I think would be in the Super Bowl against each other if they were both coached by Tomlin that no one talked about. A NFC, the 49ers. And um, just because, look, look what he did with a young Ben Roethlisberger um, and what he could do with a young Brock Purdy. Oh, my God, Auntie, you did not go there. Hey, I'm just saying, with that defense, you know, oh he's a defensive God. guy. He's a defensive guy. And 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 he gets a nice OC in there. Um, you know, if Shanahan's <laughs> calling his, his, his offense, like, I'm just saying. And then defensively, I mean, uh, in the AFC, I hate to say it, and it hurts my heart, but I think they'd be a Super Bowl contender would be the Ravens. I wow, don't buy Harbaugh. Wow. Harbaugh has not proven to me anything that, coaching the Ravens. Your, that's your Pittsburgh talking. That's your Pittsburgh no, talking. No, no. The thing is, I shouldn't even be talking about the Ravens because I'm a Pittsburgh fan, but I think that Tomlin, how dare you? The, the player's coach that he is, I think he could get the absolute best out of Lamar Jackson. I really do. Uh, I think Tomlin can... hasn't shown you that he can really uh, look at you, Auntie. You want to get his offensive coordinator fired. Who's going to be his offensive coordinator in Baltimore? Hey, we're not talking about offensive coordinator. We're just talking about him as a head coach, the coach that he is right now. You think he could get the best? I mean, they, that requires an offensive coordinator to get the best out of Lamar. I, 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 I think it's blasphemy that what, that you just said that. Um, Thank you, but I told I, you I'm it not hurt sure. me to say it. I'm not sure. I love Mike Tomlin. I'm not sure I'm taking him over Harbaugh. Mm. I, I listen. Their style, their their approach is consistent. Um, they're gonna be a physical team that's gonna punch you in the mouth, and I I love that style. So well, uh, I tell you, I I tell you this. I am athlete tonight is part of the Sirius XM Sports Podcast Network. Support I Am Athlete tonight with a five-star rating and by leaving a review. That's a big deal, guys. Stop being lazy. Pick up your phones and leave a review and give us a five-star rating. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Want more? Catch the full two hours of I Am Athlete tonight, weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on Mad Dog Sports Radio, Sirius XM Channel 82. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash IAA Tonight Trial to start your free trial today. SiriusXM Podcasts. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.